We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily. It's all Brockton Caster. Let's talk a little baseball. It's that time of year. Uh, we are through the divisional, uh, the uh, wild card rounds, Tommy. And, you know, like, I, on one hand, I'm really glad that the team that I follow made it through with uh, somewhat ease. But I do wish we had a decisive game three today, but we're not going to get that. The Phillies, the Diamondbacks, the Twins, and the Rangers all advance. Uh, I feel the worst for the Brewers. But, man, you got to feel good for the Twins snapping that long, long streak. We're talking like pre-Joe Mauer days since the last time they were able to win a playoff series. So good for them. Uh, the Rangers, of course, have never won a World Series. It's been a while for the Diamondbacks. You know, I don't really care about the Phillies and Marlins that much. You you have more of an interest in that game. I'm sure you would have rather seen the Braves play the Marlins than the Phillies. But, you know, the Braves are the favorite, so it shouldn't really matter as much. How, how did they do against the Phillies this year? Um, they did, I think, pretty good to start the season. The Phillies really caught fire later in yeah, the oh year. Yeah. Um, but, man, that was – that was an epic game last night, the Phillies and the Marlins. That grand slam that Bryson Stott hit was absolutely incredible. The atmosphere electric, and I, I don't even like the Phillies at all. Um, but I can tip my cap to them and their fans in the city of Philadelphia. It's going to be a heavyweight matchup between the Braves and the Phillies. I'm super excited for it. Of course, from a competitive standpoint, as a Braves fan, I would have loved to face the Marlins. They're not as good as the Phillies are. And just all that firepower that the Phillies have with Bohm and and Harper and uh, Castellanos and Trey Turner and Kyle Schwarber. Like, they've got a ton of great players and really good pitching, too, with Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. They're a pretty stacked squad. Um, it, it's going to be a great matchup. And, and honestly, we talked about it before. It's going to come down to the pitching for the Braves and how effective they can be. Um, but, man, I think that out of the four teams that advanced, I think – as far as like, if you're going to power rank them one to four, the Phillies are absolutely at the top. Yeah, I, I think that's probably. But the, that's the thing about baseball is it, you kind of have to reevaluate everything when you get into the postseason, right? We all know that starting pitching matters. So, like for instance, the Rangers who have again a an historically bad bullpen, right? Like it's been awful. But if you think about, like, okay, well, what if Aroldis Chapman is what he was when he first got traded and can find it for, you know, potentially seven, eight games here down the stretch? The top of their rotation, even with all the injuries that they've had, you know, their top two with Montgomery and Ibaldi are good. And their lineup, their lineup's as good as there is in baseball if it gets hot. And it, it is kind of hitting right now. So... That's a team that is more dangerous probably now than you might have thought it was at one point. The Twins are a really complete team, right? Like, the Twins have a good lineup, have a great bullpen, and 
but the star, you know, the top of their rotation, maybe not quite, but the, but you like it. You know, Sonny Gray and Pablo Lopez have been good. So that's a team, again, in the postseason that looks a little bit different than it might in the regular season. Whereas a team like the Orioles, like what is the top of the Orioles rotation going to be, right? They've got all these good young players. It's probably a little bit different than them in the regular season. I, I think there's some similarity to the Braves there too, although they have Strider, obviously, which makes things a little bit different. But two great offenses, do they have the top end of the rotation when you get into a series uh, against the Phillies who are going to run out, you know, Nola and Wheeler at least at the top end? I I think baseball is – that's what makes the baseball playoffs fun. You can't really cheat baseball when you get into longer series. Like, you do have to sort of have everything all together. And the best rotation doesn't always win, right? The best offense doesn't always win. Bullpens seem to me to matter more than anything, which is why I'm terrified of the Rangers. But it is sort of a start-from-scratch moment. The other thing about baseball, Tommy, and this is what makes it maybe more difficult to win it, it's such a streaky sport, right? Like, yeah. you get your offense gets hot at the right time. We saw the Royals sweep the Astros. We saw the Royals run off six. That team wasn't good at all, yet they can find a way to win six games at any given time. That's how the Phillies There's made it to— There's that factor, too. That's how the Phillies had all that success in the playoffs last year was— they right. got hot at the right time. I mean, like they were, their off their offense came through at the right time in the playoffs. And it, you know, that's the only dangerous thing I think about the Phillies as a Braves fan going into the divisional series is they are starting to get hot again offensively. And so, you know, that's one thing to to keep our eyes on. I would say that I'm out of the teams that are are sitting there waiting to play in the divisional series, the ones that got the buys. The one team that I'm the least confident in is probably Baltimore. And that's not a knock at all on their their players. I mean, they've got great young players and they've been so much fun to watch. And clearly they're doing something right to win over 100 games. But I mentioned it yesterday. I mentioned it yesterday with Paul. Man, there's a difference between regular season pressure and playoff pressure. And, you know, these guys have not experienced that. And, And so that's I mean, there's a reason why teams like the Astros and the Dodgers and even the Braves to an extent, they've been there before they know how to manage that postseason pressure. It doesn't mean that the Orioles, you know, can't have success, but man, it, it might be, I mean, I think that they might be a little bit ahead of schedule and we may be looking more at like them being ready to win a championship in a, in a year or two. Like once they have a couple of years with postseason play under their belts, then at that point, maybe, you know, I'd be more confident in them. So they have a good back end. Um, I, I don't know what their rotation is going to look like. They have some young guys that have been really good this year. Are they going to hand them the ball in game one of a – like, does Kyle Bradish take game one? Like, I don't even know what they're doing. And I get it. The other part of that, though, Tommy, is there's a relatively good chance that they all respond very well to the pressure of the postseason. You know, we just don't know. I, I get what you're saying. Like, we don't know because we haven't seen it before. It, it, I, I'm trying. I, I, it's it's nerve wracking. It is playoff baseball. Yeah. Is so much fun. It, it is just a hot mess, though. Uh, if you have a team in it, because it's the and I've always said this about baseball playoffs and why I love them, even when you don't have a team in it. When you get the amplified pressure and attention on literally every pitch, it's hard to beat it. Like it is yeah. hard to beat that like anxiety and emotion of like every pitch potentially like it is so it's so different maybe and I'm just thinking about this out loud here 
Is there a sport where the viewing experience changes more than baseball in the postseason? The the reason we love football is because it always feels that way. Like it doesn't get any more. It, it's always that way. That's why we love it. So it's not like you get to the postseason and now all of a sudden, no, it always yeah. feels that way. Baseball is lackadaisical by nature in the regular season, right? Like it is kind of a, almost lazy is not the right word, but it's not like an emotional on the Laid edge back. of your seat experience. Laid yeah. back, relaxing, I think to an extent. It's, it's almost like the difference between a golf major, right? And, uh, like the final day of a major versus the first day of a, you know, random tournament in the summer. Yeah. Baseball amplifies that way in the postseason where you're, you're just locked in every time, every pitch, every pitch is bigger. Every at bat is bigger. Every decision that is made is bigger. There's a reason why. And I I feel like it hasn't always been this way. It's been in the last, I don't know, decade or, or maybe even a little bit longer where you've got managers and the, the best managers, the ones that win the championships, are the ones who know how to manage in the postseason. And there are countless examples of managers that overmanage in the postseason. You know, they're, sure. they're, and Dave Roberts with the Dodgers has been criticized, at, you know, to no end with some of his decisions over the years uh, in the postseason and, and his tendency to overmanage situations. But that happens a lot where you've got, because every pitch and every at bat, is magnified uh, and you've only got a limited number of opportunities to win and advance. Uh, and it comes down to a lot of times decisions that the managers are making. And so I've heard arguments before that in baseball, the manager is extremely overrated. And I don't buy that at all. When you get into the postseason, like oh, every matters. decision they make, it matters big time. I was talking, my dad called yesterday. We're obviously both big Rangers fans and we have our bats and we're having fun with it. Uh, he's just like, I can't figure out why does he keep batting Robbie Grossman third? Like, why is he batting Grossman third? I'm like, dad, I don't know. I have no idea, but it's, but it's like it, but it's Bochi, right? Like this is the, this is the playoff whisperer here. Like sometimes in managers, and this is why Texas brought Bochi in, right? Like, I don't know why he's batting Grossman third. Maybe it's because he thinks he might be good to lay down a bun if he need. I don't know, but I got to kind of trust it. Like, this is what he does. Now, the one thing, though, is bullpen management has changed tremendously. For a guy like Bochi, for instance, Tommy, remember when he could just, you know, basically change pitchers with every at-bat. It was the fr- his most frustrating thing about playing against the Giants in the postseason, whether that was the Royals, you know, losing to him or whether it was when the Rangers lost to him. But now you can't do that in baseball. Right, you can't do that anymore. You got to pitch to you know a minimum number of batters here. So it's almost like, and I want to know if baseball trends back to this because we saw what Bochi did sort of become the trend in baseball. One of the things I hated about the game, by the way, and why I think the rule changes are better. One of the things that slows down the game, doesn't let you build any momentum, is that you can't do that anymore. So it's almost like think back to the Royals in their heyday. There, I I wonder if teams don't try to go back to that where you just sort of assign late innings to guys, right? Like, you've got this inning, you've got this inning, you've got this inning. We are going right. to lock you down at the end of a game, no matter who it is, because you've got to basically pitch an inning anyway now as a reliever. I, I do wonder if that becomes a trend again. Uh, but I, I also, as a Rangers fan, wonder, like, Bochi, like, are you capable of, you know, making this change? Because 
I thought Jordan Montgomery should have pitched that entire game. Like, unless his arm falls off, you don't pull him from the game. Unless you have a massive lead, right? A little easier to pull a ball to yesterday because the Rangers got a big lead. But, man, that the managing of that is going to be fascinating. The Braves are going to be in that same situation. Like, they are. Yeah. They're going to be in – they're not going to get eight innings out of their starters in these series. No, they'll get – I mean, I think that for Strider, like in game Strider one, assuming will, that yeah. he gets the ball. I mean, he'll pitch six or seven maybe. But then after that, I mean, it, it comes down to the health of Max Freed. Is he going to be available? And if so, how long can he be available? And then from there, I mean, you're looking at probably a bullpen game. Uh, you know, maybe Bryce Elder opening a game for the Braves. But, I mean, that's honestly, that's the biggest question mark. And that's where the Braves are vulnerable. They may be the favorites, but it's not the fact that they have bad pitching. It's just the fact they don't have healthy pitching. And so really, I mean, you know, I think that, I look back to two years ago when they won the World Series, and it was kind of the same way. Like, they were not super healthy with their pitching rotation in the playoffs, and they, they still found a way to make it work. Uh, they'll have to do that same thing again this season. But, I mean, man, like, again, I said it a couple minutes ago, it's going to be a heavyweight matchup between them and the Phillies. That's probably the matchup. I mean, of course, I'm a Braves fan, but that's probably the matchup that I'm most interested in just because of the way the Phillies have this momentum going <coughs> into the divisional series. Excuse me. Um, that matchup, I think, is the one that I'm keeping my eyes on the closest. Yeah, I, I'm keeping my eye on all of them. I, I think I, I love the baseball playoffs. Of course, I, I love that my team is in, and I can't wait for the Royals to get back to that. Um, but hopefully they can soon. We'll see. I, I'm I'm nervous. I'm I'm the right kind of nervous, though. Major League Baseball postseason, when you're in it, is a blast. And, you know, good luck to everybody's teams out there. If you don't have a rooting interest, again, I'll say it again. Uh, root, root for the Rangers so my kids can go to college. Or the Braves. Uh, I'm okay with that, too. We, we got way more on the line. You guys you know have what? had one. We've can never I just had say, one. Can I just say, I'm genuinely, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, not being sarcastic, I'm genuinely happy that the Rangers won the series yesterday. I really am. I texted you that like the way that yeah. their regular season ended, they didn't get a chance to win the division. Then they had to go on the road and play a 99 win Tampa Bay team. I'm genuinely happy for them that they were able to get through the wild card. So they, there are a lot of reasons for bandwagon fans to jump on. Um, you know, you've got the Bochi story, which is fun. Corey Seager has a case to be the best player in baseball right now, at least this year. Um, he missed games. That's why he was not going to win a lot, a lot of the awards. But remember that DeGrom was out. They went and traded for Scherzer. Scherzer's out. They went and traded for Chapman. He's been a train wreck late in the year. Yet here they are. Uh, they've got a young player that is one of those kinds of young players in Evan Carter. Like, he's been incredible in that in that series. I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm going to be such a mess if they don't get this done. And And – they got a chance. They got a good a chance as anybody. They do. We've got to do something on this show in the event that the Braves and the Rangers face off in the World Series. I don't know what it would be. Oh, good lord! We'll have to get. We'll need to get like our, our program director Tony Deucing involved. Like we got to figure out something, some way. I don't. Maybe it's a watch party. I don't know. We got to do something though. If, if those two teams end up facing off against each other, it will be. Uh, it will be interesting. Um, we will need Jad if that happens. We have a delay, right, where you can bleep out bad language. Don't do we have that technology? I do have that yeah. technology. If, I don't like using it though. Well, let me get get you know 
get get your trigger finger ready if it's a Braves Rangers World Series because there can be some trash talk and some you know emotion spilling out on this thing and just just a be forewarned there. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's give away some Thunder hockey tickets on the way out here, Tommy. What do we got? Yeah, so just over two weeks from now, October twentieth, the season begins for the Wichita Thunder. The home opener uh, again. It's next Friday or not two weeks from Friday, October twentieth. At Interest Bank Arena, the Thunder take on the Kansas City Mavericks, and we'll get you a pair of tickets to the game. All right, so there it is. First caller, IHOP Hotline right now on the way out, 869-1240. We'll come back. More Sports Daily right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.